Welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. You're listening to the Preview Crew. I'm Keith McGinty, and I'm here to take you through week 13 of the NFL. But I'm not going to do that alone. I'm joined by some of the most knowledgeable and witty crew members this week. But above all, they're the most handsome ones that we've got. With a couple of crew member dropouts, he's saving our Canadian bacon. It's our maple leaf mathematical man of numbers, Stu. Stu, how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm just here to stand in for more though, but also to apologise. I was meant to be on on Tuesday. And I, I did that thing as much as I'm a mathematical man of numbers. I apparently can't read a schedule or a calendar properly because <laughs> I was absolutely, I was absolutely certain I was on today, uh, but not turned out it was Tuesday. So uh, sorry for missing that one, and I'm glad I could make it up straight away. Do you know what it is? It, it's not your fault. It's the, the North American way of doing the the dates back to front with the the, the month Boy. coming first, <laughs> and then I, I, we'll blame it on that. We'll blame it on that uh, in the metric system. Um, I'm also joined by the guy voted amongst the crew, most likely to get the call to help us move house. Just don't get on his wrong side, or he will fork you up. It's good. How are we, Scuddy boy? I'm grand, buddy boy. Looking forward to this. Looking to the deep dive. Good, good. Yeah, so pretty tasty matches uh, for us to get tore into tonight and some interesting topics, which I'm looking forward to discussing with you guys. Our final crew member this evening, well... What can we say? Every electrical item in this man's house is always the perfect distance away from the wall socket because he's certainly no fan of an extension. Oh, hail, hail. The crew's big <laughs> chief. It's Studs. Hi, Studs. How are you, mate? Ah, not bad, Keith. Not bad. I was wondering where that introduction was going. <laughs> Just to let the, the listeners into a wee secret there. So we are all in our own fantasy football league and you, you seem to be a wee bit... Um, this made at some of the the rules the commissioner's been making this 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 time with the extensions to the trade window. You yourself are sitting pretty high up the the league table. I, I can understand your frustrations. Yeah, number two. All, all all anarchy breaking loose. Just do what you want. We'll just we'll move dates to suit. And yeah, uh, anarchy. So you're uh, you're, you're number two in the the table, aren't you, studs? <laughs> yes, yes. On, so who's on, number one? I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't look too far <laughs> ahead. So I think that nah, as yourself on points yeah. four, I believe probably yeah, a bit points four. Points four. It's, it's pretty your, tight, though. Pretty tight. Your, your strategy this year was to go with uh, no running backs. You're focusing on the the wide receivers, and it, it seems to be paying off so far. More so the tight end. I kind of I looked at it and I was drafting sort of towards you know middle of the middle of the first round. Um, I was sitting there. I was going to draft Nick Chubb, which also probably would have been a good pick. But last mm-hmm. second, I changed my mind and I went with Travis Kelsey at tight end because I just thought, you know what, positional value and all that. It's like there's no other tight yep. end that's going to come close to him and scoring. So uh, I put that down to being my the only reason that I am leading the league and also fairly good luck with injuries. I'm not trading me Travis Kelsey every time I ask. Right. You've asked every week. Every week. I've, every, every year I've went to the final of our fantasy football, I've had Travis Kelsey in my, in my team and I've won it twice on the back of that. So, I mean, 
he's a good luck omen. Yeah, money on uh, getting on Stu uh, for this year's um, fantasy football league. Telling you, telling you. Um, I get to the heady heights of third this this time round, and um, I think I had that absolute nosebleed, and um, I've just traded away all my players because I'm, I'm not used to this. Next year, lesson I'm coming for you is next year. I'm <laughs> gradually building something here. Um, gentlemen, week thirteen. Um, we've had our Thanksgiving week of fixtures. We're in the tail end of the season. This is where it really starts to get interesting. And I would love to for us to really focus on the the, the matches, and we'll get to them. Um, shortly. But I think there's one massive story in the world of NFL that I've kind of wanted this to shy away from for as long as possible. And that's about Deshaun Watson uh, serving his 12, uh, sorry, 11 match uh, suspension and finally playing his first competitive game for the Cleveland Browns. Everybody knows the story. Everybody knows the allegations that have been made against him. What we want to focus on tonight is, well, I think it's. A, I think we're all unanimous in thinking it's, it's shocking that he has only had to serve eleven match ban. We want to talk about the issue of sports washing. This is something we're living through just now with the Qatari World Cup taking place just now. Have we become too immune to sports washing? That by accepting Deshaun Watson's eleven match ban, we're kind of becoming a wee bit complicit with it. We're kind of just accepting it too too easily. Do you think perceptions of him will change if he starts winning with the Browns? And would you take him in your fantasy team if it gave you a better chance of winning? Guys, you're riding high at the top there. Stas, I'm going to come to you first. Your second place, if this man comes in and he has a, a terrific week 13, is it someone you would consider adding to your fantasy or do you have higher moral standards than that? Despite what our league would probably have you believe, I, I, I do hold myself to a higher moral standard on that one. So I can already hear a few of the guys laughing as they listen to this. Um, but no, I'm, I'm very much not wanting any part of them. And another league he is sitting on waivers. And I, I've got Geno Smith as my backup. And I mm-hmm. looked at it and just moved straight on from it. I want no part of Deshaun Watson. Um as you mentioned, he's bad, I feel, personally, wasn't long enough um, for what he's, what he's alleged to have done and stuff. So for me, I felt it should have been a lot longer. So no, I want no part of him. And I, I, I certainly do think we've become kind of immune to, um, to this side of things. And I do think if he has success at the Browns, I can see a lot, I would imagine a lot of Browns fans will, move on by that and we've seen it with other players in the past and stuff when they've had their indiscretions um, and had their suspensions fans as soon as they start seeing success again fans start kind of jumping back on the bandwagon um, and there's numerous examples of it in the NFL and other sports alike Stuart his last game that he played in the regular season was January the 3rd 2021 and he started against the, the Titans for the Texans couple of months later in March, he was traded to the Browns. Do you think he's actually going to make much of an impact between now and the end of the season? For the Browns? Um, yeah, I would say if he comes in and he's firing on all cylinders, uh, I think he could make a big difference because, I mean, you, you look at what the Browns have. They've actually kind of performed admirably well all season. Their defence is terrible. 
but they've been in a lot of games and it's largely been through obviously the Russian game um, but the other part to this is Jacoby Brissett has actually exceeded expectations and he's a guy when you look at the quarterback stats he's been doing really well so I actually feel more sorry for him than anybody else in this kind of situation other than the victims um, of Deshaun Watson Jacoby Brissett has done an outstanding job for the Browns this year yeah. Um and, you know, he's not known for being a top quarterback, but he's done okay, kept them in games. So, if anything, I feel bad that he's been ousted. Like, I think maybe the Browns, if they did want to save some face for this as an organisation, maybe what they should have done was just said, okay, yeah, he served the suspension, but Brissett is the starting quarterback. We're going to proceed mm-hmm. with Brissett for the rest of the year and just take their licking with it. But, obviously, they went out and traded for him. They gave up all the draft picks. We know where the Browns lie as an organisation. And I realise I'm a Bengals fan and I maybe sound biased, but <laughs> I think the Browns stink. Like they, And there's a the reason we've taken to calling Deshaun the skunk in our mm-hmm. group. And, uh, you know, yes. and he's back. So it's just, it's leaving it, it's a bad smell. or always a bad taste in my mouth. He was interviewed today before the this weekend's match. He was asked, what can you add to the off- offence? And he actually was quite complimentary to Jacoby Rissick. And he was saying that he's had them in the top five in pretty much every category. And that's the, I've got, I got to hold up to that standard, Scott. Do you think that's a standard that he will be able to maintain with that that side? They seem to have a good few um, weapons, uh, wide receiver. Do you think he'll be able to, to maintain that coming in? And how do you think opposition teams are going to take them? Oh, I think wherever he goes, um, he's going to be getting dogs abuse. Wherever he goes, mm-hmm. um, he's going to find it hard. Wherever he goes, even I'm not sure how like, the Cleveland fans find about him because you've seen some famous people just shy away from the Browns completely because of it. Um, so mm-hmm. you still don't know how if there's people still there that are not 100 on him. But I think he can keep it going and if anything, he can improve their offense if he if he's just, just if he's the player that he was before he last. 18 months since he's played so yeah. if he's that player again hands down he'll improve any team but whether you can take all that time off and just come back hitting the ground running I doubt it it remains to be seen but it's it's a hard one that you don't want to you you want to see him do badly you want to see like Aaron Donald come through and let Spike come through the ground but yep. you know, he's too good at call things anyway unfortunately as a really Football, um, I would just need to wait and see. Um, but I, I do think he, he can improve it, and if not, make it better, which is scarier. I think, think he might need to be running for his line because if I was one of his old linemen, I'd be splitting like the guys in um, full 10 yards out the road. Yep. <laughs> let, let him get a hat, yep. absolutely. And do you know, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that a wee bit of solidarity with the, the poor women that have had to live through yep. that. and many of the fans that are going to have to sit and if they get a touchdown, they're going to have to cheer their team. They're putting this one talented player above everything else, above everything in the the, the, the town, uh, the city of Cleveland well, stands for. Just just to jump in there, Keith, as well, just another point on Deshaun Watson. Um, comparing him to, like, you know, you have other, other incidences where you might have, like, a other sports personalities or musicians or, you know, anything. A lot of the time you see 
anyone that kind of goes through that redemption arc type storyline, usually they'll have apologized or at least taken ownership mm -hmm. for the issue. At no point in time has Deshaun Watson actually apologized for what he did. All, yep. Like, you know, how many allegations? Like, like, what, 25 women or something? Like that? I might have 20, 25, 26. It was a big number. Yeah. Right, 26 who were paid off as well. So it's not even allegedly that something happened. Yeah, I realize it's the American kind of court system. And so if you're paying people off, that sort of means it didn't happen or whatever. But to me, uh -huh. that's a, there's no smoke without fire there. And what, if you're paying someone off, that means you know you did something wrong. And he won't even apologize for that. So that to me, I just kind of said, no, I, I would have had nothing to do with him. I, I just, I don't understand how he can only be banned for 12 games. And then you have other players who are banned for betting on their own team to win in a game they weren't playing in, but they get banned for an entire season. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's, that to me, I think is the crazy part. So, but like I said, where I was going with that all is that in terms of other people in sports watching, like with this, it's basically down to will he win? He might, but I don't know if it will actually. It's never going to kind of make him the good guy or, you know, can he be rehabilitated without apologising? Yeah. And I don't think he can. Don't, don't think other, can. No, that's it. With other um, sporting celebrities, thinking Mike Tyson, um, Kobe Bryant, they've, they've, they've done time, they've done their time to, to afford the punishment, but it doesn't feel that 11 matches that he's sat out is really anywhere near enough. Um, the other thing, I'm sure I read this, that, that, that 20 of his um, accusers are going to be in the stadium uh, for the, the match at the weekend. That's going to be horrible for them to, to sit and through and think of the money he's going to be making and the adulation that he could receive. It's it's going to be a really interesting game to, to watch. We've not picked it as one of our... Um, Top five matches, which we're going to get on to, to briefly, uh, sorry, shortly. But I think it, it's important that we, we really do realise that the money really talks. The Qatari World Cup, how that was bought, Saudi Arabia's takeover of Newcastle. We've had um, UK football fans, the state and oligarchs' ownerships of football teams like Paris Saint Germain, Man City, Chelsea. But whenever you think of um, kind of NFL-related ones. You've got the Glaciers and the FSG groups and their influence within UK and US football teams. And it's really, it's a wee bit sickening how it's getting taken away from the, the average person, the average Joe that, that goes to watch the, the games. They're the type of people that have funded these matches. They're the ones that make it such an entertaining um, spectacle to watch with their noise and their colour. They're the ones that are getting pushed to the side and just their opinion doesn't count. And I think that's an important thing and hopefully hopefully it gets absolutely flattened this weekend. Um, aye. So, that's a bit bit of yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to set back in it's uh, QB1. And, uh, what is that? Like, I know I keep talking about this, but I think Brissett has earned that job on merit. Yes. Ah, mm -hmm. the, the Cleveland Browns offence hasn't been their issue this year. It's it's without doubt. And Brian will tell you this himself. He's pounded without pardon the pun, he's, he's pounded the defence <laughs> <laughs> essentially himself on, on these podcasts and uh, been depressed on numerous occasions when he's been on having to review it. <laughs> yeah. so it's, I mean, you look at, you said, Nick Chubb's having a fantastic season, Jacoby Brissett's moving the ball, Donovan's, Peoples, Jones making catches, Cooper. I mean, the offence is firing. 
Miles Jack and Miles Jack, wrong team, Miles Garrett, <laughs> even again, he's not been playing that badly either. He's but yeah. he can't do it all himself. So it's the cornerbacks, uh, like honestly, like mm-hmm. I, you know, I just look at his third pass like it, which is weird that when the Bengals played them, we didn't really try and pass it. We just let Burrow get murdered <laughs> repeatedly <laughs> with the ball. But <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I think this season shown something in the NFL that um, maybe a wee bit too much emphasis is getting put on the the quarterbacks, with um, the rise of players like like Gino Brissett. There's been other players that have really exceeded the expectations, um, and then you've got a really good team as a core, then you can really do things in this league. I'm really excited to see towards the the end of the, the season here. Looking ahead though to our top five matches that we've got coming up, the five that we've chosen as a crew to, to discuss tonight. First up, we're going to discuss the Bills at the Patriots. Then we'll have a look at the New York Jets travelling to the Minnesota Vikings. Tennessee Titans, off their defeat there, will be playing the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Um... The Miami Dolphins are travelling to San Francisco to face the 49ers. And then it's just serendipitous that we've got studs and stew on tonight as we've got the Chiefs versus the Bengals to finish us off. Let's have a look at the first game then, Scott. I'm going to come to you. Bills versus your beloved Pats. Um, it's getting played tonight, one fifteen UK time. And it's the 8-3 Buffalo Bills versus the six and five New England Patriots. You confident for tonight? What are you looking forward to seeing? Um I'm looking forward to seeing a game. I'll be staying up for it. Um but um I would like to say confident, but I am not with any great my heart is my heart rule in my head to be honest with you. But I do <laughs> feel that with their defence and if Josh Allen's not hundred percent we have a chance. Um it would hundred percent Earlier before the pod, that the Bills have a lot of injuries or niggly things that at any point during the game they can fall out. So I, I, I was impressed last week. I know we get beat um, unfairly treated at some points for like the Hunter Henry catch, etc. But yeah, I was I was good. We, we looked to be moving the ball so much better last week. I, Mac Jones actually looked comfortable again, and not mm-hmm. like he was just trying to rush through and get sacked all the time. So. At home, against a banged-up Bills team, I do think we have a chance. And if we win that, then we might we maybe get a chance of progressing through into the playoffs. But I think tomorrow will be key because going to Buffalo later on is going to be a hard game. Um, so we would need to really get something just now if we have any chance of progressing. But the Bills are the Bills. If they're, if they're flying, you've got your Steph on Diggs, even Davis this year. It's progressed so much more from last year, so it'll be interesting to see. But if in the Mondre we touch, just need to run the ball through them. I've just got to say, Bills are second for offense, whereas the Patriots are twenty fifth. Defense, um, that's really where the the Pats really excel. They're fourth in the league, um, whereas the the Bills are a, a nicely rounded side. They are ninth um, for their mm-hmm. defense and third for passing, and eighth for rushing for the Bills, whereas the... The, the Von Miller mission is going to be passing. very big. M- missing yeah, the next four weeks. As well as on IR. That's a closer. 
Yeah, what do you think gave the, the Bills chances then, Studs? I, th- I think when you've got... Studs, he's, he's obviously not overly confident, but when you're looking at Josh Allen and how their offence has been performing for the most part of the year, you've got to be confident as a Bills fan. Um, one of the sneaky ones that I'd kind of picked up on is... Um, is it Dawkins, the left guard that's out um, yes. for the Bills on the line? Um, I think... That could be sneaky because that's obviously going to cause some disruption to Josh Allen's timing. Yeah. And let's face facts: you've got a guy with some lovely, you've got a guy with some lovely red sleeves who likes <laughs> to move around, and you've got a, diff- a coach like Bill Belichick who will just quite happily say, "Right, you go and sit on that left guard, that rookie position, and yep. you just eat him up." And Judon is the kind of guy to do that. So I can see Judon having a big say in this game. Um, for me, and if Dion Dawkins, that was yeah, he's Dion out with Dawkins. an ankle injury, and that that's the thing. But correct me if I'm wrong here, Scud. Last time he's played at Foxborough, it was a barn burning nine three or nine six or something. It was and that's no, 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 no. The last time we played at Foxborough, no, that was the, we played them. That was Buffalo. Ah. The last time we played was getting pumped off of Buffalo, yes. Ah, right. <laughs> 33-21 to the Bills it was uh, the, on Christmas Day last year. Ah, uh, uh, I was I was, I was, was thinking of the snow game, I remember it being a very low scorer. <laughs> <laughs> not had uh, many of them yet. We, we, it was threatened um, the other week. We were all really excited for the snow game, but um, it's not materialised yet. Stu, well, I'm going to come to you now. Um, yeah, so just thinking about about that, like the the Bills Pat scheme there. Like, to me, I think the keys keys to this game, or I guess on paper, yeah, Bills should do it. Obviously, even with the injuries, I think they probably will still win. But the key to the Pats beating them is the Bills' run defense is actually not all that good. Like they're kind of mm-hmm. sort of to the lower end of average for the league. And what did the Pats do really well? Run the ball. And uh, I noticed today that obviously they've got Ramondre, um, but I noticed today that Damien Harris has some special boots for this weekend as well. Uh, he's got a pair of her body, her choice boots that he's wearing for the weekend. And I wonder if that ties into the, the Sean Watson thing as well, in a way, and whether Damien Harris is making a little bit of a, a statement from the Pats side. So, uh, you know, I just to me, I think if the Pats can just do Bill Belichick things, take their best players out of the game and I don't really know how you do that because the Bills have so many good players, but if you mm-hmm. can take Allen and or Diggs, then you maybe hope Gabe Davies has one of his quiet days and uh, then you just run the ball over the top of them and hope that you can wheel them down, especially with Von Miller gone. I'd, I'd, I'd mentioned that a few weeks ago as well on the, cat, on the pod where, and again, people probably thought I was just bashing the Bills because the, they were the closest rivals to the Chiefs at the time, but their defence is middle-of-the-road stuff. Um, I know yeah. it's, it's went up to nine um, now, but as Stu says, they're there to be run on. Um, and that's what teams have been doing to them recently. And they've slowed the game right down. Josh Allen wants <laughs> to play fast, and they're slowing it, the other team's slowing it yeah. down. The other thing is, like, I'm just looking at some charts here while I'm talking, and uh, their pass protection is... I mean, it's again, it's kind of league average. It's round about where the Broncos, Seahawks, and weirdly the Bears are um, a little bit better than the Giants. Uh, so it's it's kind of right in the middle of the, the league. So again, Allen, if they've lost some of that O-line as well, 
like you say, Judon can maybe go to work and, you know, maybe the Alan, who also is hurt, as we know, so if they can get to him, I don't know. I just, I, can't, I can see there's a path to victory. I've taken the Bills in a predictor, but there is a path to victory here for the Pats. So I'm, I won't be shocked if I'm completely wrong on this one. So what are you going, you going for the, the Bills? Uh, still taking the, the Bills, but I'm like 55-45 now and I would have been like 70-30 before like in favour of the Bills. I'm like you, I wouldn't be surprised if a, a, a Pat's upset here and I think it would be an upset. Stu, what, uh, Studs, what about yourself? I, I have gone the Bills, but um, yeah, I just I, th- I think they will just have too much for them. But I don't, I don't think it'll be a massive blowout. And Scud? I use no nothing. It's Pat's all the way. Yeah. The heart speaks, the heart speaks. <laughs> so there we are, so um, very much going with the, the form team from most of the, the crew there, thinking it'll be the the Bills that'll edge that one out, but Scud, of course, sticking up for his boys, sticking up for his boys. Next team we're going, or next game we're going to look at is the 7-4 and four New York Jets at the 9-2 and two Minnesota Vikings. Are the Vikings still a surprisingly 9-2 and two side? Lucky nine and two side, or do we think that's that's maybe where they should be? I'll come to you, Scott. The uh, first of all, oh, sorry, I came to you first last time. Do it, I'll come to you. What are you thinking in, in this one? Is this the, the Jets with their brand new, fresh rookie quarterback going to tear things up, or is it going to be the wily old head of uh, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings that's going to get it over the line here? Well, I do still have horrible, horrible flashbacks uh, to last year when Mike White completely eviscerated the Bengals in New York. Um, so I, I do rate him quite highly. I, I don't think he's a chump. And I'm actually, I was pretty pleased to see them move away from Wilson and move to him. Um, is he going to have enough, you know, to now that he's actually throwing the ball um, to, oh, why have I forgot his name? It's because he never gets a pass anymore. Stunch. Elijah Moore. Uh, Elijah Moore, that's the one. I was about to say Eli Mitchell, but I'm like, he's a niner and he's in my brain for other reasons. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, although he seems to be bringing Elijah Moore into the, uh, the scheme, uh, as opposed to Wilson, who apparently didn't like him. I don't know. I think the Vikings, to me, I think they are worth their nine and two. I realise they've had a couple of blowout losses, but I do think when I look at their team, just the quality they have overall, they're, you know, the line's pretty decent. Again, it's probably kind of middle of the road, like the Bills, but it does enough. Cousins, not a sexy quarterback, apart from when he's getting shut off and he's got those uh, the thug chains on. But he does get it done. And now he has, what, two primetime victories after winning on Thanksgiving Day yeah. against the Pats. So he's got two in his career now. So I, I think the that that thing's off his, or the monkey's off his back. So, um, so for me, yeah, I just think with Jefferson and everybody, even though the Jets have that defence and I'm the biggest Sauce Gardner fan in the entire planet, I think Jefferson's going to go to work anyway. He's too tall and too good and too fast and too strong. So, yeah, I think it's all about the Vikings. There you go. Studs, do you agree with that there? Is, um, is Sauce going to be strutting his thing? Is he going to take over another stadium in the north at the end of this game? Get his own wee skull going by the, the Jets fans? What do you think? I'm sure. I'm sure the Vikings fans would absolutely love that. No, <laughs> Just like the Panthers fans did. 
be honest, I I have been I've been kind of again. I think I've went with the Vikings initially, but I, the more I think about it, the more I'm kind of swithering with it. And the reason mm-hmm. I'm swithering with it is, I just think back back to what the Dallas Cowboys D done to poor old Kirk Cousins in that offensive line. <laughs> he was sacked seven times. And this Jets defence is up there with that um, Cowboys defence. They're, they're certainly certainly good enough to kind of do that. We've mentioned Sauce Gardner. Um, if, is it the Williams brothers are on the D-line as well for them? Um, so, I mean, they've got good players. They've got a very strong defence. The, the one that I find interesting is for the Jets, the running back situation they've got. They've lost Brees Lightning for the season. Yep. They've now got Michael Carter with an ankle sprain. They traded mm-hmm. for James Robinson, who was a healthy scratch last week. And most of the stuff went to a guy, Zonovan Bam Knight. Bam! Love it. Hey. You know, what, a, what a name. And I, I don't know if any's have heard the story about where he got this nickname from, Bam. It was... Because when he was a child, he used to pick up the toys and bam them together. So his mum and dad just said, "Bam, stop it!" And I thought he grew up in Govan, was he? Uh, was uh, was he liked <laughs> by many people? And he was just a wee bit of a bam. <laughs> so, but no, as I say, I, I I love hearing these stories like that. Guys are undrafted. I think he was an undrafted rookie as well, um, coming yep. into the Jets. So, I think that from that side of it, it certainly seems interesting. But I don't know. I've got a sneaky feeling the Jets could, with that defence, if that O-line doesn't sort itself for the Vikings, I think they could be in trouble. And I know Scud doesn't want to hear that and being a division team that I'm talking about, but... Scud, Scud, he's forgetting all about Justin Jefferson here. He's he's willfully forgetting all about him there. Hawkinson there as well. Plus you've got Dalvin Cook. Is he he trying to talk himself into this year or has the Jets really got a chance? I don't see them having a chance to put this with you. Um, the Jets could barely sack um, Jones and our O-line's O-line, horrible. So <laughs> um, I don't see them getting that near Kip Cousins, to be honest with you. And go back to the 9-2 team, it should be an 8-3 team because the referees bought them a victory last week. So um, they're definitely not a 9 Guys, do we have to take a drink every time Scott or Danny like, mentions I the, know. the referees? The referees. Think. I was going to say, is, that, is Danny is Danny on this podcast too? Just the, the referees? The group chat after, after Surely they should. Surely they should be 8-2 and two and then 1-1 one, one to the referees then, shouldn't they? You can't just throw a loss on to the Vikings. It should be 1-1 one, one for the refs. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all their fault. They paid them. Studs, uh, just to leap in ahead, I know we're going to talk about this game a bit later, but one of the things I saw today that I thought was absolutely hilarious, uh, there was a meme appeared on Twitter, uh, it flashed up. It was a referee with like a Bengals tiger strike top. It's a Chiefs fan and shield it and... Uh, it was a, a kind of well-known Bengals fan that I follow over on there, and he was tweeting about it, just basically going, "We've arrived." A fan base thinks that the referee, like since basically <laughs> since when have the refs ever been on the side of the Bengals? It's like yeah, we've arrived now. They're, they're fearing us. <laughs> I, th- I think every fan base thinks the refs are against them. It's great. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Even... We do too. <laughs> <laughs> they are. <That's... laughs> That's the thing. I'm, I'm a referee um, at our football, and I, even when I go to my son's games, I'm still moaning at the referee. I can't help it. It's just it's, it's in our blood. You always think the referees are against you. 
It's good. We'll not say anything here. We know fine well that referees have always been against us. We've been enough after dinner speakers to know fine well what's what's happening here. But uh, we'll keep it to the American football for the yeah. for just now. <laughs> <laughs> So, so who's going to commit? Who's going to commit here? The Jets are going to sneak it. Do you going for the Jets here? Are you, are you swithering there? Or are you sticking with the, the mighty fight? I do see the I do see the argument with the the pass rush because the Jets are again. There was a lot of my charts there, and uh, they're actually overlaying the Bills, which I thought was a bit prophetic. You know, maybe hmm. the Jets were going to be winning and take over. You know, catch up to the Bills and take over the lead of the division, but. No, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk, all the way. Vikings are winning. It's gonna be not a massive blowout, but I I reckon. Let's put it in. It's gonna be a low scoring game. But I would say twenty four seventeen. When I say low scoring, I, I don't mean like hyper low scoring. Say, I mean, that's right. Low low scale, scoring compared to the Bengals and Chiefs. So twenty four seventeen. Twenty four seventeen. Scud, what about yourself? Yeah, I can't see by the Vikings, to be honest with you. Um, I just think in Minnesota, it's, uh, no, Vikings all the way. I can I can understand the point with you saying about the Jets, but I just think you can't stop Gigi, to be honest with you. Yeah, don't keep him sauce or whoever, but you're not going to stop him getting the ball. So it's definitely a, a difference maker in that team, but um, for myself, I think I'm going to go for the Vikes in this one too. I um, they just seem to be the, the the more established side, the more settled team. Fight, uh, Jets, a wee bit up and down, changing their quarterback again through the season. I'm going to go for the, the Vikes at home for this one. You the same, Studs? Nah, we're all been far too agreeable and I'm, I've been causing arguments <laughs> all week. So let's say I'm, I'm going to flap on mine. I'm, I'm going to go with the Jets. So just for the sake of being different, I can't have us all going full house. I'm going Jets. Listen, you don't have to choose the now. I can extend it to you if you uh, if you want to Sunday. <laughs> no, listen, we all know how hard that is for me to pick a team that wears green and white. So let's just move <laughs> swiftly on for that one. And moving swiftly on, we will do it. Um, next up, we've got the Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles. Seven and four Titans, who were beat surprisingly last week, I would say, by, by many. It was a um, really, really good performance. By Stuart, it was your team, wasn't it? The Bengals. Yeah, yeah. I think we we played it perfectly for once. I think Zach Taylor got his uh, tactics spot on. The play kit calling was good, and we we limited. I mean, what was Henry? Thirty eight yards or thirty seven yards? On about eighteen attempts. So it's we did well to shut him down, and then uh, the rest of the defense, even with Awuzie gone, or our DBs seem to actually be stepping up and uh, Tannehill actually have a lot of time for uh, mm-hmm. for the Titans so uh, I, you know I, I won't be a denigrator of Tannehill by any measure but uh, we did what we had to do to shut him down as well so yeah no, it was a, an easy win for the Bengals uh, not not super you know we didn't go to town on them but uh, we just did what we had to do and Perrine was awesome as well and surely the refs got a shout in that one as well for that dodgy rough in the was it rough in the kicker call where the the punter flopped about <laughs> and no, nah. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah, ah, no, that was that was so on stupidity for the defense. I think Mike Vrabel even punched that guy when he went into the locker room. <laughs> um, the Eagles, the ten and one Eagles, leading away. The um, they beat the I kind of rejuvenated almost the um, Packers. They're still not quite firing no cylinders. Um, 
Rogers was injured, he hurt his thumb again, but they beat them 40, on 40 points, still very impressive, 40 to 33. Studs, what do you make of the, the Philadelphia Eagles? They had a wee wobble a couple of weeks back, um, is this them back on their winning ways and on their way to the Super Bowl? Okay, I think I, I shouted them to get to the, the AFC Championship game, them and the 49ers, um, a while back. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see anything NFC. that's made me... Sorry, NFC. Yeah, there you wrong, go. Wrong, wrong <laughs> division. Cheers, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, NFC Championship game. But yeah, I, and I don't see any reason to kind of change that other than move them division if I feel like it. But um, <laughs> it's... Yeah, the, I mean, I said they've signed. Again, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Damak and Sue. Um, I really am. I've watched them through college and I covered that the last when they signed them. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think he will add in, to that defence. Um, but I, I I can see a sneaky wee upset here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really can. Um, I mean, you've, I'm look at, looking at uh, the, some of the injuries. Eagles cornerback, you've got Gabba Johnson out who's always good to punch somebody in the helmet for some strange, bizarre <laughs> reason um, and get ejected. <laughs> um, but that, I, again, I know Henry wasn't great last week against the Bengals and I'm talking about the Eagles beefing up on their run defence. I, I just think Henry's a man-mountain. Yeah, a guy yeah. to stop. Your defence needs to be on its A-game. You've got new pieces in there. Um, and I think, I think Henry's going to get going just like the commander's running back running backs did and I think the Titans are going to steal this one I think last week Mike Vrabel um, who is a absolutely superb coach um, would have been fizzing with that loss to the Bengals yep. and I, I think you're seeing a bounce back for the Titans this week I think the Titans are going to sneak this one Vrabel has been mentioned many a time as possibly one of the, the most outstanding coaches of the last decade a former Patriot himself Scott um, can you see him getting that sort of reaction out of his players to to go to Philadelphia and cause, which we'd probably say is an upset with just how well the Eagles have been playing this season? I think he'll get a reaction, yeah. Um, and as, as we spoke last, it made me look through last week by saying he was going to win because he was a good coach underrated, but he's still a good coach and he's underrated, but I don't think by um, the Eagles, you get Derek um but just look what happened last week with Derek Henry, get mm-hmm. healthy 38 yards. Um, yeah. so, um, to me, no, I can't see them getting by the Eagles to be honest with you. I do like the Titans, I've got a sticky soft spot for them, but to me, I can't see by the Eagles. I think they'll... They'll go to eleven and one and almost cement their places the number one seed. Here we go. This is it's all coming out now. I'm the only one that, that pies my colours to the mask, gets myself a wee green Green Bay Packers t-shirt because I like the colours. But Scud's got a wee soft spot for no doubt the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the the Tennessee Titans. Now Grant's a big fan of the Carolina Panthers. I've been getting slated for this. Who's your who's your second team, Stu? Second team. Um, like, oh, I was about to say, well, the Elks. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, no, second team. I mean, I don't have a second team, but I guess if I was to choose one, it'd probably be the Seahawks. That's because I'm a Mariners fan from baseball. But uh, so it's kind of, and also the first NFL game I ever went to was the Seahawks. 
stadium about with Joe Nora from uh, our group. So yeah, I'll pick them and I see you're wearing your Seahawks <laughs> t-shirt today. Yes. It's going to be a Packers one. Was that, was that a Blair <laughs> Walsh game? No, it was... Uh, oh crap, what's his name? Um, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, the guy that was the Raiders kicker for years, absolutely massive lad. Seabass. Sorry, what's that? Seabass. I was Seabass, and he was wearing the luminous green. I don't know why they did it to him. Ooh. He was like stuck like a sausage inside this luminous green <laughs> thing. And see when he came on the pitch like, for the warm up, the whole crowd roared because everyone was just like, "Yes!" And you just heard everybody <laughs> talk about how have they done this to that poor man? You can't even put him in that outfit. <laughs> so, yeah, it's fantastic though. That was against the Vikings, and uh, but yeah, no, I, I was cheering the Seahawks on in that game, so. Um, yeah, that, that can be my see? second team. But I'm yeah, sitting here, mom, in black socks and everything. Though I'm a Bengal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Well, not. You've got your first love. You've got your first love. Always first love. But there's always a, someone there that, that turns your your head a little bit. Studs, who is it for you? To be honest, from the again from the NFL side, it's it has been the Chiefs. Um, for me, uh, I do have a Lions top up the stairs though from when Sue was with the Lions, so I did buy that, but that was purely because you know, I want first Sue. <laughs> so sneaky Detroit fan that we didn't know. <laughs> so I do you, have a Lions top. Tim that the Man Taylor. <laughs> so uh, just to clarify, Grant said they had a soft pop for the Jags rather than the Panthers before he comes at you later. Oh, aye, aye, aye. <laughs> So there we go. There we go. Okay. After, after that, after Jackson Deville, who can he have a soft spot for the Jags to see him thrust yeah, in at the outside of the end zone and he stars and stripes, dog. Absolutely <laughs> terrific. Absolutely <laughs> terrific. That, you know, I'd love to see Hoopy getting in a wee diet and looking like that. That would be fantastic for for Scottish football. Anyway. Uh, Cap- Captain uh, Conquer. Captain Conquer with his nuts out for uh, I was killing <laughs> Captain Conqueror, I knew where that was going right away. <laughs> <laughs> right, brilliant. Let's fire through this one then. Uh, Tennessee Titans victory. Who's taking that then? I'm on it. You've just been contrary this week. I like no, it. No, I'm like just, it. I can't pick two green teams in a row. I've picked, I've picked the Jets. <laughs> I can't pick the Eagles. <laughs> well, right, do, you, so, do you know something? I was going to say, like, uh, I'm also going to go Tennessee, and I thought I was going to be absolutely out there and ludicrous for picking them, but studs went to it. So I, I, I was going to go Titans, basically based on them having the best in the league run defense, and uh, Henry probably being mad about being bottled up last week. Like, so basically the same reasons everybody just said. So, yeah, Titans. Can I just shock you? I'm now going to go for the Eagles for this one myself. Good about yourself. Are you going? Um, Eagles. So I'm Eagles. Scott's fallen into the matrix here. We'll, we'll try yeah. and get. He did say Eagles, get though. I'll take that to be Eagles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Gone a bit of charades. Gone a bit of charades. <laughs> now, right, we'll move on to matchup four for us at the crew this week. It's the eight and three Miami Dolphins at the San Francisco 49ers who have a 7-4 and four record themselves. The 49ers have invested heavily in this team. They are going all out. But the probably one of the most exciting teams to watch this season have got to have been Tua and the mighty Miami Dolphins. Um, last season, I became a, a big fan of Tua. I like an underdog. 
I like that he was a lefty as well. And although they're not a team that I follow or particularly like, settle Grant. Um, I do enjoy <laughs> watching the Finns. Takes me all the way back to um, Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura days. Lacey's out. That's where my love affair of NFL started. <laughs> it wasn't real. It was Channel 4. Fantastic coverage. Um, I, I'm really excited for this game. I think it's going to be entertaining. Um, big, big scores on both sides I can see happening. What do we think? Studs, I'm going to come to you. The Finns, 49ers, who's taking your your fancy in this one? This is this very much one of these um, games where it's the immovable object versus the unstoppable <laughs> force. The Niners' yes. defence are unbelievable. And um, Miami Dolphins, obviously their offence has been flying. Um, you don't know which running back's going to come on the field, whether it's Mozart or Wilson, so basically the 49ers run offence from last season um, going to be yep. trotting out against the defence, <laughs> so it's going to be like a practice match for them <laughs> <laughs> um, and on the 49ers side, you've obviously got this, again we know how they love to injure a running back um, you've got Elijah Mitchell now out again, you've got Christian McCaffrey dealing with some knee irritation air quotes mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, who they go, don't get me wrong the 49ers are, have always been good at trotting out random, unknown running backs um, if they need to and getting something out of them. So it, it's for me, this is, and again, you've got Mike McDaniels coming from the coaching tree, Kel Shanahan. I think this is a fascinating game. Um, and I think I think the 49ers defence is going to actually win this for them. And mm. Talanoa Hufunga, who has got absolutely great hair. It's <laughs> going to just, he's going to seal it for them. I've got a sneaky feeling there's going to be a, an interception and he's going to be the, the game tying it, the game winning interception for the Niners. As um, Studs said, there's good. I can't do this again, by the way, having Studs do it and Scud in the same team. It's like, it sounds like her for Gavin Estesi, Mike, Michael, Mick, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Raheem Moster is um, <laughs> down as limited participation um, today and with um, the rest of the 49ers that, that, that made their trip across the, the continent to Miami is it really going to be maybe a bit too familiar for the 49ers and the, the D for them when they're playing against the, the Dolphins or does Daniels have enough um, ideas of his own and creativity and that side that they'll be able to get past such a stubborn D? I, I, it pains me to go with the Dolphins here, but I think with all the injuries for the running backs and also just read that um, Debo Samuels was completely missed to practice today, so that's concerning. Ooh. If they're missing... Him and the running backs, they've really got Kittle, who's not even done that much this year, if we're going to be perfectly honest mm-hmm. about it. Um, so you, know, you can say that the defence might win it, Stud, but if they've not got anything in offence, how do they going to put points on the board? Yeah, That's my concern. The Patriots have been doing that for years, though. Yeah, but we're good, didn't we? Defences have been winning, winning them games for years. We've won Super West Bowls. Let's not talk about Niners Super Bowl wins, please. 
but no, I, I don't think they'll be able to stop um, the offense. There's too many, too many weapons in the um, Dolphins. They'll slow them down, yes, but I don't think they'll be able to stop them for the full game. And that's where I think the, the Dolphins will win. I like games like this. Too. I like it when it's um, when it's the creativity, the ingenuity, the the exciting team that kind of hopefully overcomes the more dogged, determined, and teams that try to like, park the bus, as we'd say in, in football for us. And you think it's going to be that type of game? Is it going to, the 49ers going to try and drag them down to their level, or is it going to be just too much for them? I think the Niners' defence, at least for the first half, is going to make this thing an absolute mm. war for the Finns. And they're going to do their best to get after Tua. And, you know, if they can start hitting home, it might work. Because I know that Dolphins, the Dolphins' goal line still not great mm. by any, you know, any stretch of the imagination. And what Tua's been doing, like, uh, I honestly think he's in the despite missing games because of that, obviously that horrible concussion he had earlier in the year, I have him right in the MVP argument just for how well he's played this season. I know he's got the weapons, but he's been getting the ball to them despite having a crap O-line. And again, as a Bengals fan, I know what that's like to watch a quarterback (laughs) doing that from last year, but it was the same. So uh, I have a lot of respect for Tua. Um, As for the Niners, that whole running back thing, um, honestly, they're like Spain in football. With our central midfielders, it's like uh, you know, with running backs, it seems doesn't matter how many running backs they go through or get injured or go down. You think like, oh yeah, we've you know that's them. The Niners have finally ran out of running backs, and then they could probably throw me in there as running back, and I would have a you know my first game, I'd have 110 yards and a couple of touchdowns, <laughs> and I'd be injured next week. But you know, what I mean, it's like one of those things where I think the next man up for them is Watson, is it? And uh, the good Watson, and. Um, yes. <laughs> Watch, watch, you'll end up, you'll have 90 or 100 yards or something against the Finns this week, which, um, you know, I think in theory, the Dolphins should win, but even with the injuries to Debo and that, I, I could still see it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say, I think the Niners win just through their defence being so good. And I think they're going to start landing punches home to Tua and that's going to be the difference. And that's going to take Waddle and, uh, and Hill out of the game. There's so many nice wee matchups in this one. Um, the master and the apprentice, Shannon uh, and McDaniel's here. But with this one, I, I'm really, really excited. Um, I've had Tua as my QB for my fantasy team all uh, season long for both my teams. And I'm just totally invested in him and the magic that they're, they're creating there. So for myself, I'm going to go for the, the Dolphins for this one. Uh, Stuart, yourself? Yeah, I'm saying Niners. Partly to be contrary, but I, I honestly think that defence is so good. And I'm gutted that I lost them on waivers when I had to dump them to, to the bye. <laughs> I, was hoping, I was hoping people would leave them alone, but Brian snaffled them, I think, midweek before it was even time for the, the waiver submissions again. So, uh, well done, Brian, but you're, you're still uh, no winning the league. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what about you? Are you fancy the Niners for this one? No, I'm Dolphins, mate. Um, I fancy just the... Uh, I do get the point about the defence is really good, but I just don't know how you can stop. Unless they do get to two and leave a mark on them, shall we say. Um, mm-hmm. I can't see them stopping them for the full the full 90, the full 90 minutes, the full 60 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Studs, you, you're looking a wee bit... 
you don't know which way to go in this one. You decided. No, I'm I'm going I'm going with the great hair and Talano Hafunga and that 49ers defence <laughs> to, to take it. So I'm a as a man with great hair yourself, Keith, I'm surprised you don't you didn't back them. Keith, no, I've not got grey hair in my bitch too. It's absolutely owning it, rocking it. Is it? Uh, sexy, sexy samurai sensei there himself. Um, I so he's, he's the one that, that has to do it. Bro. it <laughs> I'm, ch- like, I'm challenging Pat for the love of the older ladies. It's <laughs> like a grey-haired slattern. <laughs> um, our final match that we're going to look at, um, and then we'll go through our pick sixes for the week ahead, is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. Nine and two Chiefs and the seven and four Bengals. Guys, I'm just going to leave it to you. You to tell us who's who's your your starters, who's your doubts. Um, studs, I'll come to you first for the, the Chiefs, seeing how they, they're away team. Yeah. Um, the obvious one we've got out is Tony. Um, oh, sorry. He's a... Uh, his hamstring has gotten tight again after his <laughs> first touchdown in the NFL. But um, I will, we'll have is he after a back. move again. Is that what it is? Is he after another move, another trade? Could be, could be. Who knows? But um, I will get Juju back this week as well, which will be interesting. He's a uh, he's fond of a hat on the Bengals, as I'm sure Stu can attest to from his Steelers days. Um, and then yeah, I, again our, our offense as as what it is. It's very difficult to stop. Um, so I, I I can't see this being anything other than a shootout based on how our secondary has looked for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely love, I've been loving our D line uh, recently, um, and Kalen Saunders, who I think's been probably an unsung hero on our D line. Um, over the past few weeks. You've obviously got Chris Jones, who's just an absolute wrecking machine um, as well in there, and his name escapes me, uh, Carlos Dunlap as well. I was going to say, I know Carlos Dunlap quite well. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's Carlos, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to have a say, because I like to see that number eight roll, do his wee forward roll after he gets to the quarterback as well, which has been, <laughs> it's been nice to see. How's your running game? I see that um, you have um, enhanced it by signing Melvin Gordon this week. Are you, are you thinking games are getting a wee bit too easy? You're needing to add a few more fumbles into your matches? Or... <laughs> that, that's the obvious concern with Melvin Gordon. I'd, I, I'll be, I'd probably be surprised if he was activated for this week. Um, mm-hmm. Especially on the back of last week, we were starting to get Ronald Jones, um, who, for everybody that's wondering who that is, that was the boy that was at Tampa last year. Um, mm-hmm. So he was he got involved for the first time this season. And then everybody's favourite seventh-round darling is starting to kind of come on strong in Isaiah Pacheco. Um, <laughs> the big question's going to be, can he do what Derek Henry didn't and get through that Bengals, that Bengals or uh, D-line? So it'll be interesting to see... I, for me, Isaiah Pacheco, I just love his energy. I don't know if any of you seen the game um, against the Rams. I'd say using the term game loosely because it wasn't much a game, but he got hit out of bounds um, off one of the Rams players. And it looked like quite a bad hit, to be honest. First thing he mm-hmm. does is he's up, sprint straight back into the huddle, ready to go again. And it was just, I just, <laughs> lo- this was like the third quarter. I just absolutely loved that energy that he brings and. It, it just seems to run so angry all the time. It's almost as if the ground's pissed him off and he wants to hit it as hard as he can. Um, so, now nah, I, I like our running game. I don't see 
Gordon being involved as much this week. Um, possibly something for down the line, especially with Edwards Hillier getting out for a couple of weeks. I think it makes sense to get a, a decent pass catcher in because that's probably where Melvin Gordon excels. Yeah. Run angry, I love that phrase. Anyone in your team going to run angry this week? Hopefully not mixing because I've traded him away for Peering. Well, I mean, Peering was the, he got angry run of the week last week, didn't mm-hmm. he? For absolutely stiff arm and um, his head for the Titans. But it was a great run. Like Peering's played really well. Like I, I think um, Mixon's just not looked as explosive this year. Like I, I do have a Mixon jersey. I'm not wearing it uh, today, but uh, I, I'm a Mixon fan. Um, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd actually like them to see, I'd like to see us just split it 50 50 if we're going to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if Mixon's back in. Now, I'm, I'm noticing Mixon, he was limited again today, uh, but that's obviously because he's making his way through the concussion protocol. I will say mm-hmm. it seems unlikely that he's going to miss, seeing as he's been limited both days so far. So he's at least on the field, which usually for running backs in concussion protocol, that means he's going to make it. Uh, other guys, one that would have been a big miss would have been Lowell Collins, uh, you know, right tackle. So he's he's full participant today, so he's back in. But I guess the main story is the impending return of Jamar Chase. And Ooh. that's something that could make a, a big difference. Like Joe Burrow's still done it, like, you know, throwing to you know, guys like Trent Williams and all that, like over the past few weeks. But having Chase back in our offense, that just adds that extra X factor to it. Higgins is there, kind of doing the discount uh, Jefferson thing, um, and you've got Jamar. I, no, I love T Higgins, but I mean, come on, <laughs> I was so harsh on T Higgins. <laughs> Jefferson's Jefferson, like I, I would say, he's the best wide receiver in the league. Like, I mean, I was already saying I could see him going first overall in our draft next mm-hmm. year. We're, we are always a running back first league, but I think to me, I'll be look if I'm up there, which I won't be. Because I'm top of the week <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'd be looking at Jefferson as a first overall, but no, no. Um, you know, Higgins, Boyd's there, and he can do the slot thing and everything really well. Um, but yeah, Jamar being back, that's that could be a difference maker for us in terms of how this game goes. Yeah, I, I must admit, Jamar gives me nightmares even for last year in the regular season game. So what, 266 yards, three touchdowns, he absolutely destroyed us last year. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see one of the points I'd kind of picked up on for the two games last year between the Chiefs and the Bengals was the, the week 17 game the Bengals limited the Chiefs to three points in the second half so obviously mm-hmm. made some great adjustments on defence last season um, in that game and then the championship game they, la- they limited this to just around about 80 odd yards on offence in the, in the second half I mean that's yep. Ridiculous to think that Mahomes is only getting moving the ball eighty yards in a game, in a half of a game, considering what he's done to can every other team. So it's uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what the Bengals um, defensive coordinator schemes up this time. Um, so I, I think it's going to be a we've, fascinating game. Yeah, we've got no no woozy. Yeah, I will, I will say I think. I mean, I'm looking at it as I'm saying our DBs are done very well considering the injuries. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that's going to be a weakness for us. Uh, the rushing game, I like Pacheco a lot as well. Like he, he's so fast, and that also could cause problems because he's. I mean, Henry's not slow clearly, but Henry's a big mountain, a guy that's kind of he's a power runner as well as being pretty quick. Whereas Pacheco, he's you know he's not the biggest in the world, but he's still strong. But he's so fast. That's what I found when I watch him. So I do wonder if he'll cause some trouble. 
for our linebackers. Um, but you know, we'll see, I think it's more the passing game where we'll need to watch. Like, but then again, Bengals, we also have one of the better offenses in the league. So I, I'm going to say this is going to be an absolute bomb bomber of a match. Aye. Which means I'm, it finishes ten three a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I must admit, I'm looking forward to. It. I I can't see anything other than a shootout in this one. Yeah. Are you taking your own teams then for the the win, gentlemen? Absolutely. I'm not. I'm I'm take, not I take my own team too. I mean, I, good man. I, good I'll not man. be surprised if the Chiefs win, but we've beat you the last two times, so Bengals for me. Scott, who are you going for in this one? Um, I'm Bengals. I don't know if it's just because I don't want to. <laughs> I'll take a runner right up your arse. Um, no, um, no, to me, it's the Bengals all the way. Told you he will fork you up. Um, I think I'm going to go for. I've been swithering over this one. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Chiefs for this one. I think the Chiefs, Holmes, the addition of Melvin Gordon. Um, it's just going to be too much for the the fantastic. Bengals, right, guys. Um, we'll be picking then for our matchup of the the, the week. We go I mean, that Chiefs, one. Bengals, Chiefs, uh, Bengals, or Dolphins and 49ers? See, I would, I'd put the. I mean, obviously, Bengals Chiefs is the game for me because we're playing. But mm. yeah, I would, I would say Niners. You know, Niners Dolphins is also going to be absolutely. Maybe we should do two joint games. Of the you week. know what? That's the first time ever. That's it. We're going for two, guys. We're going for two. Right, we're going to move on quickly um, to our pick six. Really brief this week, please, gentlemen. We're going to fly through these. And come to Stu first for your top running back uh, that's a stud and one that's a sleeper for your fantasy pick six this week, mate. Okay, maybe a bit of an obvious choice for the stud one. Um, I'm going to choose George Jacobs from the, the Raiders. He was obviously put up monster points before, but he's up against a fairly anemic um, rush defence this week. So I think he'll be he'll be the guy to go with. And then for my sleeper? sleeper is Kyron Williams from the LA Rams. He's stealing Acres' job. I think he's gonna be he's gonna do the work for them this week. Fantastic. Good man. Thank you. Um Scud, your top QB please. Um, I'll take one of the guys from one of our game of the week um, and I'll go for the home quarterback in Joe Burrow. Um, I just think it's going to be a high-scoring game, so it could be either him or Mahomes, but I'll go with the home quarterback with Jamar Chase being back, hopefully, and then that'll help massively. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a great shout, especially Chase coming back there. I think that's a great shout. What about your your sleeper? Who you, who you um, although I went with the Vikings, I'll probably go white for the Jets. If he can build on last week and have a good game, so that would be my sleeper. I thought it was really impressive. I mean, um, was it um, Watson? Was it not? Not Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson was Wilson, um, yeah. Wilson squared. Wilson, Wilson squared. squared. <laughs> um, Stu, I'm coming to you again. This time for okay. your top wide receivers, please. Uh, well, Dallas are playing the Colts, and um, as much as I love Jeff Saturday and I love that whole kind of narrative, I'm going to go C.D. Lamb. I think he's going to be the top wide receiver of the week, although it could be any of the wide receivers playing in the Chiefs and Bengals game, but I've tried to go outside that box, so I'm going to go C.D. Yeah, Lamb. Yeah. And, and then for your sleeper? For the sleeper, again, this probably actually isn't that much a sleeper, but... Uh, seeing as he's been scoring touchdowns for fun every single week. I'm going to go for the guy you thought you were trading for 
and you ended up with Lazard instead. I'm going with Watson <laughs> from Green Bay. <laughs> so even though there's no Aaron Rodgers, I don't think there's any Aaron Rodgers. Uh, from what I saw, the you know the game, Watson still looked good with Jordan Love when he came in. So I could see Green Bay absolutely messing up that Bears defense because they're rank rotten. I think right, Rodgers was... confirmed on McAfee that he's going to play. He's going to play. Oh well, Aye. he loves Purely Watson. Co- so <laughs> Aye. Purely because he owns it the Bears was... anyway. So. Listen, Lazard Watson. I, I, it was the end of lunchtime. It was the last day of the the draft uh, of the trades. Trade deadline. Got a wee bit ahead. Not knowing that we've got another trade deadline next week as well. Um, <laughs> studs, coming to you now for your deadliest D's, please. Dead deadliest D for me. There's always there's certain teams that you want to pick your defense against. Houston being one of them but we have covered how bad the Browns' defence have been, so I'm going to dodge that one. Um, New Orleans, again, if you're playing against New Orleans, you probably want the defence, so the Bucks D is is a very good pick on that one. Obvious one for me is the, the Dallas Cowboys against Indianapolis Colts. Colts haven't looked great on offence, even when Jeff Saturday's been back. Uh, yeah. Well, been back. Um, so, I mean, aye, as I say, it's... As well as I mean, Dallas Cowboys have been ripping teams apart all season. We spoke a little about how he ripped apart the um, the Cowboys. Um, so I, I'd, I'd go Dallas as my absolute stick on. If I was to pick a probably an outside one, and Keith, you are absolutely going to love this one probably. Seahawks defense against mm-hmm. the LA Rams. LA Rams have been anemic on offense as well, and the Seahawks are sneakily number sixteen on defense um, in, our, in our league. So I, I, I think the Seahawks are probably a good, good pickup. A lot of rookies in there, um, so I, I'd go Seahawks as a wee kind of cheeky one. There's been a lot of issues with our D this this season, but um, I think this is a, a good learning year for us. And next year we're really going to see the benefits of it. Like you say, it's gradually getting better, getting tighter. Um, yeah, hopefully I think that may be a, a great shout. Top tight end from you, Scotty boy. Um, so rather than um, I'll go with Hawkinson. I don't. No, I don't know. Um, no, no, I'll go with David <laughs> and Joku. I'm between the both of them, so I'm going with Joku, and just hope he's actually got a relationship with Watson. To be honest with you, but it's a bit of an unknown, but. Tight end is a good safety blanket if you don't really know if you're still dead to know the offense. So I'll go with David and Joku. Obviously, the easy one is Kelsey, but again, I'm like Stu said, I'm just trying to get away from that because it's a no brainer. You play Kelsey if you've got him anyway. (laughs) Um, What about your your sleeper tight end then? Uh, pass. Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hard uh, one for tight end. I'll go with Orton from for Tampa. But I'm not sure if Brett's back or not. I, I'm not sure if Brett's um, back yet, but I'll go with Orton. Good man, good man. Thank you. Um, Studs finishes off. Who's, who's going to kick it this week? Uh, for me, the one that, again, you've got the obvious one, Justin Tucker against Denver. Obvious one. Try, ball, yeah. Ball's out trying stuff for 67 yards last week and I think all of us were probably willing that one in just because they have the balls to do it. Um, Tucker's obviously a big play for me this week. Um, if I was to pick a probably sneaky one further down, I'm going to double down on what I said earlier about um, a team in green and white. 
sneaking a one, and I'm going to go Oof. for Greg Greg the leg at Minnesota, um, playing it playing inside the dome again. Mike White is he going to get that ball moving? I'm going to go Greg the leg for the Jets as a sneaky wee one as well. Fantastic, guys! That has been absolutely wonderful. We have. I always moan at Danny about going too long in podcasts, and we have absolutely exceeded our time limit. Um, but you know what? It's been fun. It's been. We've got a statistic to go, though, Keith. Oh, got a cheeky statistic. This one's a fast one, at um, least, and I'll no do it as a quiz. Uh, so I've just. This is literally just to crap on the bears. Um, so quarterback with, oh. these, with the the most passing touchdown, most career passing touchdown against the Bears in the month of December is Brett Favre with 19 touchdowns. And I guess I'll make this bit a quiz. I wasn't going to do that. Studs, who is the who has second most touchdowns against the Bears? You said his name earlier and he does own them. <laughs> it's got to be Aaron Rodgers. The owner. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. So, so Favre has <laughs> done 19, 19 touchdowns in 16 games played against the Bears in December. Aaron Rodgers, 17 touchdowns in nine games played. So he's done it in fewer games and, you know, will he break the record this weekend? Who knows? We'll get to yeah. see, perhaps. <laughs> I love a wee bit of symmetry to, to finish us off there, talking about um, Deshaun Watson, the skunk at the start, and then we're finishing off with Brett Favre, who's dramatically fallen from grace in recent <laughs> weeks as well. There's a, a, a nice charity. week. It's <laughs> a nice week coming to, together. That ties it up with a lovely little Shitty bow there at the end. <laughs> Brilliant. Happy Tuesday, Guys, thank you very much. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. It's been great chatting with you. Um, Stu, have a great week, my friend. Um, I hope you're healing nicely so you're back out skating in the, the frozen north there up in Canada. Scud, you're looking terrific, my friend. Um, hopefully, we'll get a wee catch up soon. And Studs, thanks very much. Um, you're just Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Keith. <laughs> um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, please like and subscribe. You can get it in all the usual places. You can follow us on Twitter at gridironcrew at G-R-I-D-I-R-N-C-R-U. And we're also on Instagram, but um, we're working on that. That'll be a, a, a season two um, focus for us all. Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Um, get your questions in and we'll hopefully try and get them answered. Danny will be back on Wednesday morning with the review crew um, with a look back on week 13. My name's Keith McGinty. I've been your host. And from all of the crew here, have a wonderful week 13. Bye.